Before we go into this episode, I just want to ask you one thing, and then I'm going to leave a few seconds of silence afterwards for you to think of the answer. What do you want most for your kids in life? Welcome to episode 56 of the Leader Rising Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Carvanis. We're here for those who want to live all out, who love life and want to live it without getting in their own way, where they can be themselves and have the passion that they know they have for life show up in their lives. So last week I was invited to this uh, coffee event with a business group that I'm a part of, and it was amazing. Uh, one of my first events, period, since pre-pandemic times. Um, and I found this business group during the pandemic. So some of the people I met in person there were people that I'd been talking to virtually for a year and a half and had never met in real life. So we're going around uh, the table talking about our dreams and our journey. And I was talking about how I've often thought, Paul, you've got all of the ingredients to be happy. Why are you not happy? And really, that's been my mess. And, and in a way, it's also becoming my message, right? Learning how to help people who want to be happy, who know that they have everything they need, and yet who are not feeling that way. And I talked a bit more, went into a bit more detail. And afterwards, my mentor turns to me and he goes, Paul, what do you want most for your kids? And without even thinking, the first thing is, I want them to be happy. And then I started adding other things, like I want them to be themselves. And he's like, well, pause for a second. Think about that. The one thing you want most for them is to be happy. And yet happy is just a portion of the regular range of emotions that come as a human being. And I realized he was 100% right. Like, how can that be the, the right goal for me to try and impart to my kids? And in turn, what does that mean if they aren't happy for portions of their life? Does that mean they're doing it wrong? Does that mean I'm failing as a parent? I mean, I would argue that being not happy is actually part of life. You know, that there are emotions that we experience through life. Happiness is one of them, but so is sadness. So is anger. So is frustration. So is resentment. These are all normal feelings. And I don't need to make those feelings wrong because those feelings are hard enough to deal with as they are. And upon reflection, I realized, no, actually, the thing that I want the most for my kids is to love themselves, truly. Brene Brown says something interesting. I think it's in The Gifts of Imperfection. She says, you can't give someone else what you don't have. And she talked about how she met this idea with a lot of resistance at first. And frankly, I know I met it with a lot of resistance as a parent. I was like, no, 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 I can definitely give something to my kids that I don't have. I can love them unconditionally, even if I can't love myself unconditionally. Well, I have come to realize that is not true. We cannot do that. I've not seen it at least. I know for myself, I like to think I can love them unconditionally, but there are conditions. You better not break this thing. You better not act out. You better not yell. You better not punch me. You better not spit in my face. Now, to be fair, these are not conditions to me loving them, but they are conditions to me showing that love, to me feeling that love in that moment. And so how different is it really? And right now, they're still young. 
they rely on me and my wife for everything. But throughout the years, as they grow up and strike out on their own, even if it's just a school for the day, there's only going to be one constant. And that constant is not going to be me there. That constant is going to be them there. They are going to be their own best resource. And so if they can love themselves, I've done it right. Now, how do I impart that with them? Well, if we recall Brene Brown's statement, what I need to do is love myself, and then I need to love them. I think I need to do both. And they will learn the things by me modeling it, they will learn the things by feeling it, and then they'll be able to feel that way themselves. Well, the tricky part is, I don't love myself unconditionally. That is my journey right now. I've been working towards it, and I think I'm way better at it now than I was, say, five years ago, than I was even three or one year ago, or even six months. This is something I'm working on on the regular. So what does that mean for how I parent? Nick Wignall, a psychologist I like, um, has this interesting perspective. He says, when you're feeling a certain way, the temptation is often to ask yourself why you started feeling this way. And to start digging and see like, okay, where it came up. So for me, maybe it's, you know, in childhood, my parents expecting a super high standard of me and only giving me um, approval when I met it. Who knows? I don't even know if that's true or not, but I'm just throwing that out there as a possible start. He says, but maybe that's actually not that productive to be going back and to try and figure out how it started. Because yeah, it started at some point, but it's being sustained right now. And so the much more productive question to investigate is what is sustaining this feeling in my life right now? If we now take in the framework from CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, where they talk about how uh, they talk about the link between actions, thoughts, and feelings, and how oftentimes when we're spiraling down, it's because there is a, a negative feedback loop between those three elements. And all you need to do is break one link of the chain. Well, when we look at that, actions, thoughts, and feelings, it's really hard to control our thoughts. If you've ever tried to sit there and not think of the pink elephant as I say that, well, as I say pink elephant, you sort of think about it. It's also really hard to control our feelings. And it makes, if we try it, it makes a lot of our feelings wrong. Far easier is to control our actions. So, so that's the CBT. But if you apply that to this realm, it's like, if I want to be loving myself, I need to look at the actions that I'm taking and the actions that someone who would love himself would take. And similarly, if I want to be showing my kids my love for them, I need to be taking the actions that someone who loved them unconditionally would take. Now, that doesn't mean that I accept all behaviors. That doesn't mean that I don't set boundaries. That doesn't mean that I'm not um, strict or stern, but it does inform some of the behavior. It informs some of the how of it. It informs the fact that they're still a person. I can still think about their feelings and talk to them about it. And I can still try and not get mad, even as I am setting a hard boundary. I'm not great at it. Not yet. But I'm getting better. There's this expression, uh, I, I mean, I heard it from a bunch of people, including uh, Chef Ali Tsaburi. She's got an entire book written on it called The Conscious Parent with a foreword by the Dalai Lama. But it's basically the idea that your kids will show you 
your opportunities for growth. You don't need to worry about finding those opportunities. They will just come up in natural life. And this is a prime example of that. Me, as parents of my boys, particularly the eldest one, right now this is coming up. This is something I need to work on, on loving myself and on loving him and on showing that love for him, rather, regardless of what's going on. So before we sign off for today, I just want to take a second to call back to that question that we asked ourselves at the beginning. What do you want most for your kids? What did you answer then when I asked it? And what are you thinking now? Definitely don't want to say that I've got the one right answer, but it certainly feels like the right answer for me right now. And possibly it's the right answer for you too. One of the interesting things that I've noticed as I've looked into this and learned more about it is that these traits and perspectives tend to pass on from generation to generation subconsciously as the parents teach their children how to live in this world. And it's on each generation to do their best to try and break that link for in service of both themselves and also their kids. So your answer of what you most want to give your kids might be different than mine, and that's totally okay, because you are coming into this with your own collection and assortment of hang-ups and traumas and legacy traumas and all of this other stuff. And all that said, I'd still submit to you that getting them to love themselves may be one of the best things you can ever do for them. Until next time, dream big, live bigger. And I was going to say love yourself unconditionally, but maybe instead I'll say take the actions that someone who loved themselves unconditionally would take. Peace.